Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie. We are back again, guys. I'm going to fix this microphone, so I apologize for any weird noises. All right. Okay. Now, guys, so I didn't have time to try to do just like a quick episode like I did last week of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I know I was disappointed as well, but uh, <laughs> so today we're going to have a lot to touch on. So I'm going to discuss Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, talk about the Shaw's reunion part one, and then the new episode that also came out this week of Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm thinking I'm going to do my best to try to come out with maybe possibly another quick mini episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week because I think the new episode comes on tonight. I did not get a chance to record as quickly as I was hoping I would be able to after watching the shows on Sunday. So my apologies. So anywho, there's a lot to fucking get into. So let's fucking do it. And I'm a little too hype. I apologize. Okay. Um, just got off work. So I'm just like, gang, gang. <laughs> Fucking out of there. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, that after work, you're off, you're fucking off kind of high. You know what I mean? So anywho, let's just, so I'm going to go ahead and we're just going to get right into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, this episode, it began with us. Um, you know, starting out with the ladies still doing like their weird fucking powwow about Erica and what they're going to say and da, 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 and all the questions that they have, you know, cause Sutton has questions. Mm-hmm. So now Sutton has talked to like an attorney. She's gotten legal advice about all of this. Now, I mean, I can understand you know, Sutton wanting to maybe get some information, but the whole thing about like, she's so concerned about like her reputation. I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Listen, you don't have to break the fourth wall to be able to say, I just don't want people talking to me about it. That's like, that's all. But she's talking about like her reputation because she's on, you know, nonprofits. She's on, you know, that ballet committee or whatever the fuck. And somehow, I guess some way her being intertwined possibly with Erica could somehow infringe on her <laughs> commitments. I don't fucking know. But I just thought it was fucking weird. I like, I, I understand her not wanting to be questioned. I just thought it was strange that it was just like, well, my reputation. It's like, okay, like clutch your pearls, like fucking relax. <laughs> like It's not that serious. Nobody knew who the fuck you were, Sutton, until you got on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let's just get that fucking straight. Okay. You may have been well known in the, in the society of ballets and nonprofits, but you were not well known amongst the masses. Okay. So I don't know how well this accent is working out, everybody. <laughs> But it just feels like it needed, it felt like it needed an accent. So whatever. Now, Lisa says at one point in her confessional, she says, princesses worry about their reputations. Queens don't. And I was like, I clutched my pearls. I said, oh my God. <laughs> but I feel fucking Lisa though. Like, exactly. Like, I mean, I, I, I liked, I like the quote, I'm not going to lie because queens should not have to worry about their reputation. Okay. Only a princess does. I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And then, um, I'm sorry, but Dorit, um, seeking out counsel does not mean, I don't, I'm sorry. I was still doing the Sutton accent. My apologies there for a second. Let's <laughs> reverse. Dorit, seeking out counsel does not mean you talking to your fucking husband and boy George. Just because PK has been in multiple lawsuits does not mean, maybe it does though, that he has the legal expertise <laughs> to know what the fuck is going on. Okay? That's not, that's not getting advice from somebody. It's just you, your husband, and boy George having a quick gossip chat about Erica's fucking shit. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Now. Okay. Now where Sutton was coming from, Sutton was questioning the fact of the whole, you know, Erica said things had changed after like three years or whatever. Now, 
I do believe that I do believe Erica in the sense that things kind of declined probably for old Tom G in the last three years. That does not mean that he did not know what he was doing 10 years ago. So I think that Erica is speaking the truth in the sense of saying that he did start to decline and things were being, and things were strange that started about three years ago, but Tom 100% knew what he was doing 10 years ago. I hope that is made. I hope everybody's following what I'm trying to say. It's basically Tom knew what he was doing 10 years ago, but things started to decline three years ago. And that is when Erica started to realize there was something going on. I do not believe that Erica had any fucking idea that Tom was taking money from victims, widows, orphans. I do not think that she had any idea. I think that she held him to the highest fucking standard and really truly believed that he was one of the best lawyers. And I think that he was at one time, one of the best lawyers out there and that he was defending people, that he was working hard for people that didn't have somebody else to work hard for them. So I can understand that she never in her right mind would have thought that Tom was taking money from these victims or his clients and putting it into her fucking business. I think that she's just as dumbfounded as we are and is is almost is taking down the man that she so much looked up to and admired. And she doesn't know what the fuck to do with that. And I, you know, I don't, I, and, and I think that's, you know, I, Erica's already like cold, but I feel like that's where like the coldness is coming from. She's processing it just as much as everybody else is processing it. You know, she may have saw a decline and got the fuck out of there when she saw that things were not going well. But I don't think that she knew that Tom was taking money from these people and putting it into Erica. That's just, I, I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. That is just what I'm saying. I mean, at one point somebody was like, well, what did he do with the, you know, 58 million or whatever? Because I mean, as we all know, somehow Tom lost, he had, he said that he had 58 million in cash at one point or something like that, or in assets, or I don't fucking know. And Sutton's like, he spent it. And whew, I think he did spend it. I think he did spend it. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. I mean, God, it's like, did he put all that money into Erica's shit? Because like, like Erica said, like, she was the third wife to live in that house. And that house was, I don't what like, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars. So, like, he had to have been making good money, you guys. Like, I mean, I just, I, uh, <laughs> I just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Side note. We're going to get away from the whole Erica Jane of it all. We're going to come back to it when we get to the Christmas dinner, okay? But I do just want to say, I always keep forgetting that Garcelle is Haitian. And I um, love Haiti. I've been there a few times. Um, I just want to say, y'all, if you have a Haitian friend, if you have a Haitian restaurant that is close to you, and and you have heard the and you have heard the dish griot, fucking get it, fucking get it. It's so fucking good, you guys. It is like oh, it is amazing. It's so delicious. It's like crispy pork. You, like, I don't even know how to describe it. And I'm not even a big pork person. Um, I actually try to stay away from it as much as possible. But that's just fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. I love it so much. So fucking run, don't walk, get your ass some fucking griot and fucking enjoy. You're welcome. Anywho, love Garcelle and her family. They're super cute. Just want to say, glad to see, you know, at least we have something kind of happy going on in the sense of the show right now because the Erica Jane of it all is wild. But glad to see that Garcelle and her son have, um, you know, have created a wonderful like relationship. Things are going well for them. Um, and, and her son is, is doing well. So, you know, those are long roads and hard things to deal with. So happy that everybody's doing well in our family. So anywho, onto the Christmas dinner, you guys, let's just get right to it. Now, did anybody see that in Kyle's entryway, she had a sign that said, bitch, please, you wish you could be me. Oh, uh, Guys, I want that neon sign so badly. So, so fucking badly. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it even more that it was in her entryway. That's like the first thing that people see. 
as they walk into her home. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So everybody's coming in. Dorit, I guess, doesn't know how to use doors. <laughs> we got Kath this episode coming in for the Christmas dinner. We have Teddy Mellencamp, which I was shocked to see her. Don't know why she was there, but whatever. Um, everybody had a driver, you guys, except for Erica. Did anybody else notice that? Which, I mean, honestly, is probably for the best. But it was a little, like, interesting, you know? Because it's like everybody always has, like, a driver. It's like, when have we seen her actually drive herself? I don't know. I don't know, to, like, an event. You know what I'm saying? So we have the awkward hellos, which is very weird. Where, you know, dinner is being served that either Kyle did or did not make. Who can say? I do believe you guys that Kyle is a good cook. I think she does actually probably make some good ass fucking meals. Um, but I don't know if she made that Christmas dinner. There were too many catering platters. I can't tell. Um, also, Kyle is a girl, like a girl after my own heart in the sense of how she fucking piled that goddamn plate full of fucking food and gravy full of it. Or did anybody else notice that her fucking plate had gravy dripping from it? <laughs> there was literally gravy dripping from her, from her plate. I mean, but I get it though. Like I would have put fucking gravy over the fucking turkey. I would have put gravy over my mashed potatoes. I would have put gravy over the stuffing. That's the only way to fucking do it. Y'all And if you're not doing it like that, then you're not fucking living right. <laughs> oh my goodness. But anywho, um, Erica seems super low, you guys, very depressed. Um, it really kind of like breaks my heart a little bit because you can definitely tell that she is very low. She's just not doing well. Um, yeah. So we get into a lot of like the questions. You can tell like I feel like right off the bat, I mean, she was a little defensive, which understandable. I know that she doesn't want to answer the questions, but also like how can you expect not to have to answer the questions? You're on a reality show. Your storyline is like, is, is the, is the show this season. Like that is, that's what's happening. So if you didn't think that people were going to not, if you really thought Erica, that people were not going to ask you questions, you were fucking wrong. You know, so basically the questions start off with Sutton asking Erica, you know, well, did you, do you have like, uh, did you know about that article that was going to come out? Like you had to have gotten like a heads up. And Erica said that she did not get a heads up, which I don't believe that. I really don't. I don't think that there's any way that Erica did not get a fucking heads up about that. Because I'm sure that the LA Times is like, this is what we're putting out. Uh, are you sure that you don't want to, you know, throw a statement out? Say something about this? Or like, like, maybe Erica wasn't contacted directly. Her assistant was probably contacted. Her PR people were probably contacted. Her attorney was probably contacted. Which means, Erica, you were contacted. But again, that's that whole cold situation with Erica is that she doesn't want people all up in her business. And she doesn't want to tell people, like, what the fuck's going on. So she keeps everything real close to the chest. But it's like, again, you're on a reality show. Like, just say, yes, I was informed and you guys read the article. Like, I mean, like, you don't have to fucking go through the whole article all over again. But it's just like, we know that you were fucking in. We know. We know. Just like you're, you're clearly, you know, you're being told when things. But, and how also, I just remember this right now. How also Erica responded to the questioning that Sutton was getting her at first. She was like, well, I'm not informed about lawsuits. It's like, okay, well, nobody asked you about the fucking lawsuit. We're asking you about the article. Were you informed about the article? You see what she did there, though? I mean, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Then Dorit kind of gets into the mix. And Dorit fucking backpedals like a motherfucker. Everything that she said that she was going to say, old Dorit, old Dorito, everything that she said that she was going to say, she did not fucking say at all. It ended up being... You know, of course, of course, baby. <laughs> of course, baby. We we just want we just want the best for you. Again, it's not great, but I feel like it's pretty accurate on um, on Dorit because it's not a good um, you know English accent. <laughs> so I feel like that's the most accurate Dorit accent. But anyways, and then Garcelle fucking spoke up and was like, "That's not what you said last night. That's not what you said last night." And I was like, oh, shit. 
but also like bravo bravo exactly call her the fuck out in front of erica garcelle please Please, because again, you guys are on a reality show. Do you really think that fucking Erica is not going to see, Doree, that you were fucking talking mad shit and how much you were going to say beforehand? And then once you got in front of her, then, oh, lips were sealed. Like, hello. <laughs> you guys, that blows my mind. It blows my mind. <sighs> and then I, you know, at the, I mean, I feel like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like Kyle really wavered as much um, as Dorit did. I mean, I think that she kept it true in the sense, like, she asked her what she wanted to, and of course, just, like, wants to be supportive of her, but also, like, has questions, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that she um, asked them, but I did um, like what Teddy uh, Mellencamp had to say, which will probably be the first and last time that I'll ever have um, anything nice to say about Teddy, but... I mean, she basically said, like, right now, I think that we just need to be a friend to you. And, um, you know, that until we know differently, we just need to believe what you're telling us. And I was like, yeah, like, either be a friend or don't be a friend, you guys. Be a reality show friend or don't be. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's more so be a reality friend or be a true friend. Which one do you want to do? I feel like Dorit is picking reality friend. I feel like Kyle is picking true friend. I think that's just Kyle's personality. I love Kyle, you guys. Um, Lisa Renna, true friend. Uh, Garcelle has no, no ifs, ands, or buts about what's going on, but, you know, um, and Sutton, you know, listen, she's every man for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> which I get too. Um, uh, Garcelle did divulge about the whole situation with her sister having to um, sue her attorney for not getting her settlement money to her. And Garcelle was just like, fuck Tom. Fuck him for what he's did to those people. And I was like, goddamn right. Hashtag fuck Tom, you guys. Like, fuck him. And I don't know how Erica also is not like, fuck Tom for what he has done. But again, I think this is where, uh, like where I'm coming from in the fact that I think that she is also digesting the fact that I can't believe that Tom would do something like this and, and doesn't want to believe that he would do something like this. Erica, he did do something like this. Not like it. He did it. He fucked a lot of people over and took a lot of fucking money from them. And made you believe, lied to you about what his income was and what he could afford and now has made you look like the fucking ass when he probably told you that he could that he could handle all of it. That, you know, the world is your oyster. Whatever you want, I got you. When reality was, he did not. And he has fucked you over royally. And now he has Alzheimer's. And I don't know if that's true or not, you guys. And I don't want to, I don't want to go down that road of, you know, does he or doesn't he? Um, but that is convenient. It is convenient. And, you know, I mean, they basically end it with just saying, you know, sorry, you know, like at least, you know, the questioning's over. Old Kathy, gosh, she's so good. She's so good, you guys. And she just said, well, you know, at least you have good practice because you will be questioned a lot in these next coming months, whether it be by the, by these ladies or by your attorneys or Tom's attorneys or a judge or the victim's attorneys, the options are endless, Erica. They really are. Ugh. It's gross guys. It's gross, but that's where we're at with that. Um, so like I was saying before, I will try to do another, um, maybe small episode for Beverly Hills because it's, I don't want to make you guys sit through like a long, a super long episode um, of like three different shows. And as you can tell, like I have a hard time cutting it down. I have a lot to say, I guess, but so maybe I'll do like another uh, quick little episode um, of Real House of Beverly Hills. And yeah, because I think it's coming on tonight. So I don't know if I'll have time or not, or we might just have to do another long episode like this. And then maybe when Real Housewives of Salt Lake comes out, then I'll do Beverly Hills and Salt Lake together until 
Shaw's is over. I don't know, you guys. We'll just have to see what happens. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Okay. Um, let's get into Shaw's, you guys. Now, this reunion, I mean, ugh, if you love Bravo, then you love a reunion just like I do. And this reunion, and we all, sorry, let me just backtrack. We all love a reunion, right? Yes. Now, we all know that a part one, we just don't know what we're going to get exactly. It could be a little bit of fillery or not until like the end of the reunion or the part one reunion will we get any, you know, goodies that, you know, were shown in the previews, if you will. You guys, this part one, I mean, bravo, bravo. Give them the applause, applause, give them the applause, applause. Dun, 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 dun. I'm sorry. I know, again, not great, but like, listen, guys, like, just enjoy, okay? I'm not a great singer. I'm not great with <laughs> re-singing songs, like, whatever. Just enjoy, okay? Fucking, I don't care. Like, I know that I sound ridiculous, so it's fine. Anyways, um, this episode was great. It started from the jump, like, amazing. So let's just get into it. So Tommy, pissed, you guys, is pissed. So MJ's getting ready at her house. Tommy is sleeping in Shams' room. He is pissed because I'm guessing, you know, they've just now started to see the episodes. And he's pissed that, number one, that MJ has made the relationship look way worse than what the fuck it is. And then also he has found out that she has sent a boob video to people. To uh, not to people, but she sent it to Shervin, Mike, and I think Nima is who she sent it to because she was mad at Tommy. God knows for what. She didn't really get into it. She was just annoyed with him. So Tommy is pissed, understandably so, and he does not want to be on camera. Like he doesn't even want to. Be, I don't think he wants to be a part of the show at all anymore, which I get. I get it. I don't. I just don't think like Tommy could give a shit about it. Which is great. I think that's the type of person that MJ needs to have in her life is somebody that doesn't give a shit about this reality show, for sure. So she's with who she should be with. Um, then, you know, everybody's showing up to the reunion. So we cut to that. Andy goes in and sees Paulina and Mike. Now, he makes a statement, Andy does, saying something like, oh, is there going to be like an engagement or something? Ha ha ha. Like... Uh, spoiler alert, there fucking is. And God, just Paulina, why? Like, no, no. Like, you should not be engaged to him. You should not be engaged to him. It's not, ugh. Like, I, I don't know how much time is between this reunion and the show, like, right now. Like, I don't know, like, how long, like, you know, how long it's been since they've been, uh, what's it called, uh, taping. You know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like it's been that long, and I am not a fan. Like, I don't think that's enough time for Mike to prove to you that he has turned, changed a new leaf at all. Changed a new leaf, turned a new leaf. I don't think it's enough time for any of that at all. I don't believe it. Anyways, back to Andy. So, you know, Andy was, like, saying thanks to Paulina for being there. And she's like, yeah, well, I feel like I have to, like, I have to clean up, clear up, like, a lot of, like, misunderstandings. And if anybody saw the look on Andy's face, he just, like, kind of looked like sweetie. <laughs> there were no misunderstandings. <laughs> um, we all know what happened. <laughs> Came from your, both yours and Mike's mouth. Like, <laughs> okay, all right, whatever you makes you sleep at night, you know. <laughs> fuck and fuck. You know, like, I just, I don't, I feel like Paulina is in straight denial. Straight denial. So she tells, she tells them that, um, like her son was involved in, you know, this is kind of in a little bit into the reunion, but Paulina tells them that her son was involved in the proposal process, which is very sweet. It's very cute that, ta that Mike, I'm sorry, that Mike wanted to have him involved, which is great. That's amazing. I'm glad that he has a good relationship with their kids because that can make things a lot more difficult if he did not. But this is where I have a problem is that I feel like because Mike takes good care of her children, that blindsides her 
like not blindsides her, but blinds her to the love that she may actually have or not have for Mike because she's blinded by the fact that he loves her children so fucking much. And, which is great, but that does not mean that he is the right man for you just because he can show your children love. Like, he clearly is good at that, and that's great. But Mike has shown time and time again that he is not good at being in a committed relationship. And I think that he needs to prove that to you a lot longer than what we have, than what I'm aware of. I don't know how long it's been, but I feel like it needs to be a lot longer than that. Like a year. Like a year you keep your shit together. Then we can talk about a proposal. Like, we need significant time. That's just me, y'all. That is just me. <sighs> but anyways, back to the beginning of the reunion. Um, you know, Reza, or not Reza, I'm sorry. Andy is introducing everybody. Reza looks amazing, you guys. If you have not seen my post on IG, I had to just like give like a quick shout out to him because Reza is over there looking like a goddamn snack. Like, scrumdillyumptious. Like, he is gorgeous. Like, bravo to him. Sorry, I hit my microphone. Bravo to Reza for losing. He lost 75 pounds, you guys, which I did not realize that. But, wow. Like, that's amazing. But he looks amazing. I mean, I've always thought that Reza is cute. But, like, fuck and A. Like, he is, like, slimmed down. And then also, I'm loving this whole salt and pepper situation that he has going on. I find it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so yeah, I find him just super cute, you guys. Super adorbs. I love I love Reza regardless, but I mean, damn, he's cute, you guys. Anyways, um, Andy says hello to Nima, and he says, um, the teeth are settling in well. <laughs> and I just was like, shady Andy, shady Andy. I love you. I love you so much. I still agree. I think, like, he needs to go one shade down, you guys. Like, meaning, like, it just needs to be, like, just one shade darker. Just one shade. Just a wee bit. They're too bright, you guys. It's too bright. Ugh, gosh. It, like, hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. Um, We find out that fucking Mike and Paulina bought a fucking house together, you guys. Like, ugh. I can't with it. I truly cannot. I, you guys already know my goddamn stance. I've already talked about it enough, but the fact that they have a fucking house together blows my mind. Blows my mind. <sighs> Anyways. A um, little creepy, though, that Gigi kind of tracked down her sperm donor. Like, he wanted to be anonymous for a reason. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> and she said, like, and Andy was like, well, how did you even find him? And she's like, I just have my ways. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my goodness. We also, another fun fact that we found out during the reunion is that Jessica, uh, Mike's ex-wife, uh, is in a mommy and me club with fucking MJ and Gigi. And they're all like fucking close. Also that Mike still fucking talks to Jessica. What? <laughs> I mean, Reza was just like laughing and I was laughing as well because I was just like, I'm sorry, what? How the fuck are you like, what? Number one, why is Jessica even talking to him? Number one. Number two, Mike, you have somebody that you are engaged to. You just bought a whole house with and you're still talking to your fucking ex-wife? What? What? And then we also found out um, that at one point, Jessica and Mike were talking about something. I don't know. I think it was like a pair of shoes or some shit like that. And fucking... Um, like, I don't know, somebody, like, Jessica said something kind of, like, dogging out, um, dogging out Paulina, and Paulina fucking saw it, so then, of course, she then reaches out to fucking Jessica. They have some fucking words, shock and awe, and it's just like, well, why are you, like, why is it okay for you, why is it okay for Mike to be talking to his ex-wife? They don't have a child. They don't have, they, there should be no reason for them to be chatting it up. Also, Mike, if your ex is saying some shysty shit about your new bitch, don't, why are you not saying something to be like shutting that shit down? Why the fuck is Paulina having to fucking reach out to her and being like, shut it down, bitch? 
like it's insane. It's a rigmarole. It just seems very like early 20s relationship status to me. Like y'all are grown. Y'all are grown. Like, why are y'all playing these games? <laughs> oh, you guys, it gets me heated if you couldn't tell. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Um, Landon's not there, which honestly, thank God. <laughs> I hate to be the one to say it, but like, I like great. Like, I don't know. Like, I liked her in the beginning, you guys. I liked her in the beginning of the season, but as it progressed, I just kind of just kept getting more and more annoyed with her. She was like the Teddy of Shaw's. I don't know what to tell you. I still don't understand what's going on with Nima and Gigi. Gigi. I don't understand why they are not like cool. Also, Nima seems angry at everybody, you guys. He seems mad. Like, I don't know if like, I... I think Nima like really just like really loves them and really sees them as like a family and like a connection to like his Persian um, heritage. And I think it hurts his soul that he doesn't get that like in return from them. I think he gets it from Mike. Like I think him and Mike are close, but I think it hurts him that he doesn't get that from everybody else. I think he may get it from MJ also. I don't know, but <sighs> I don't know. I just don't understand why Nima and Gigi are like having like an issue I mean, I know that Nima, like, posted some shit, like, on Twitter talking about, like, you know, the OGs, like, wouldn't, like, if you were on fire, like, wouldn't put it out for you or some shit like that. But uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, he does, he gets, like, a little bit too, it's a little too crazy on the, on the Twitters, on the tweets. Just message them. I think they would, they would respect you so much more for that, Nima. Just message them and call them the fuck out for their bullshit than doing it on fucking Twitter. That's all. I don't know. I like Nima though. I hope that he stays on. I don't know. I do like Nima though for the show. But anyways, um, Mike kind of explains how, I don't know. He, I guess, I mean, uh, MJ, or not MJ, I'm sorry. Gigi kind of asked MJ how she felt about how Paulina didn't send the messages, the text messages that, that, um, you know, that she screenshot, Gigi was asking MJ how she felt that, she, how she felt about not getting those messages. And, you know, she was just like, well, yeah, I just like kind of got like, you know, I got the information like when he came over to my house and Mike was like, yeah, you got like the faked watered down story. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're all fully fucking aware, Mike, that she got the faked watered down story. How Mike is still holding on to the fact that he somehow got spoof messages blows my mind. Blows my mind. Let it go, Mike. Let it go. There are no spoof messages. You DM somebody, they messaged you on fucking WhatsApp. You gave them your fucking information. End of story. Either that or you gave them like your number, you gave them an email, something, my guy. And their phone was like, oh, hey, Mike's on WhatsApp. You want to message him on WhatsApp? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they fucking messaged you on WhatsApp. Also, Mike made a comment about how he was like, well, the messages were all like in one day. You know, it went from like, hello, to like friends, to like, you know, sexy in nature. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? That all happened in one day? Because like, I'm sorry, like, I mean, I online date and or, you know, I have, am, whatever, however you want to fucking put it. Anyways, what I'm saying is, is that like, it's not like, oh, like, hello. Like, okay, so now we're friends. Okay, so now we're going to sex. No, like that is a progression of days. Maybe that's just me. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe people are hopping on like, like, hello. But listen, if somebody fucking comes at me with like a dick pic real quick or comes at me about talking about you want to fuck or you want to suck or can I go down, you know, those type of, uh, you know, buzz sentences, if you will. Um, I'm like, nah, like you're not what I'm looking for because like, no, because that's just not what I'm doing. But we know clearly that Mike's on a different adventure. So maybe that's what, you know, maybe that is what he's getting and what they're wanting, you know, because they're on a different adventure than what I'm doing. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Also, I don't like that Mike was like going in super hard on Destiny. Like just like calling her like fake and shit. And I think that he's just like, he's trying to like shut her down super quick because he knows that she knows a lot of information because your girl, Mike, Paulina, remember her? Yeah. She told Destiny a whole bunch of shit that you didn't want anybody to fucking know. Too little, too late. She already fucking knows. So now he's fucking going in on fucking Destiny over some shit that his fucking girl should never have fucking told anybody in the first place if he didn't want that shit to be out. Hello? <laughs> like, be mad at Paulina then. Be mad at Paulina for fucking putting your business out. It's not fucking Destiny's fault that she was a goddamn ear for your girl when you were doing her dirty. <laughs> you guys, I just, like, I can't. Like, Mike is, like, Mike, like, fucking irritates the living daylights out of me if you could not tell. Um, but then Destiny drops the bomb saying that she knows a couple of people that Mike has actually met up with, not just message, but met up with in fucking LA. So there's that. And listen, I believe Destiny. There's no way I don't believe her because Destiny knows a lot of girls that are in like Hollywood just from her like party planning business. And then she also did like, what was it like that ringside business or whatever? I don't know, but she knows a lot of people. She's got she's got her word. She's got her ear on the street. You know? She knows what she's doing. And so I definitely believe Destiny. I really do. Now the question is, do we believe those ladies? Unclear. Destiny's just going off of what she was, what she was told, you know, by those folks. So I but also like I believe 100 percent believe that if you know, if it did happen, if if those girls are telling the truth, I, I 100% believe that Mike would do some shit like that. So that's that's where we're at with that. Tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Anyways, sorry, you guys. Uh, <laughs> again, just put up with it. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and then also Michael revealed that they discussed like what was going, they discussed that uh, apology, that apology that happened in Palm Springs. They completely discussed it before it even happened, which I knew, I knew fucking happened. But then those, the editors are amazing. They literally in tandem did his apology side by side, the apology that he was making to Jessica when he did her dirty. And then his apology to fucking Paulita when he did her dirty. And it was literally you guys almost the same exact fucking apology. Like almost word for word. Disturbing. Disturbing. Like I just, I could not. I cannot. And then like uh, Mike tried to say like that he was, he was trying to say there was like some sort of like conspiracy, you know, about, you know, that people are like trying to like make him like look bad or whatever. And then he's like, there is no conspiracy theory, honey. Like you're on a damn reality show. And you cheated on your wife and your ex-wife, and now you cheated on your girlfriend. Those are the facts. That's the reality. Welcome. <laughs> oh Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. And then Mike said he has two phones. He has two phones. He says that one is for construction. Bullshit. Bullshit. Listen, I know that you're building that condo, but you could use your fucking one cell phone for that. That is not just for construction. Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe that for a second. For a second. That's a burner phone, my guy. And you just say it's for construction. So then Paulina doesn't fucking check your shit. She just checks your personal one. God knows it's on that construction phone. Please. Please, please, please. So, I mean, things got a little heated because um, Mike called Destiny, not Destiny, called Gigi a bitch. And Gigi was not having that shit, even though the Gigi's calling people bitches left and right. <laughs> and I'm just like, Gigi, listen, you can't be mad that people are calling you a bitch when you are calling people bitches all over the place. So, like, relax. But in the back, Mike and Reza get together and they're like, we just got to bring everybody together. Like, we just got to, like, we just got to work through this. And then you got Destiny and um, Gigi all together and they are just like, you know, fuck these people. Like, I got your back. It's like, wow, okay, we are, we got some people that are on completely different sides right now. <laughs> completely different sides. 
Uh, so after they come back from that little break, that's when Paulina joins the stage. And uh, I don't know if I believe her, you guys. She said that, like, well, like, um, Mike doesn't control me. Like, look at my outfit. Does it look like he controls me? It's like, of course Mike wants you in a sexiest outfit for the reunion. So I guess, yes, he does. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does that have to do with anything, Paulina? Ugh, just, like, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, and I'm getting into my note about the whole Jessica and Paulina messaging thing. And it was Jessica called Paulina fake. And then I guess Paulina just went the fuck off and decided to message her herself. Which I don't know. That is wild to me. That's wild to me that Mike would not just like be like, don't talk about my girl like that. Like, is that so fucking hard? But no, he was clearly yucking it the fuck up, Paulina, while his ex-wife talks shit about you. Because that's a supportive fucking partner that you're about to fucking marry, that you just bought a house with. Disgusting. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. But also, like, my, my like, little Gigi that was, like, bringing everybody together this season that I just loved, loved, loved so much, she was off the goddamn rails, you guys. She was, go I mean, she was just, like, getting, like, she just had a lot of shit, a lot of shit to clearly to get off the fuck, get off her fucking chest. She was just going the fuck in. Like, everybody was just, I mean, I mean, it wasn't everybody. It was just Mike was, like, clearly just, like, getting under her fucking feathers. Mike and fucking Paulina. Because at one point, Paulina, she was just, like, um, like, I can't trust you guys. And she's like, you shouldn't trust us. We're not your friend. We're Mike's friend. And it's like, damn, but truth though. Cause she's like, of all the people, you should not fucking trust me. Yes. You're absolutely the fuck right. But that's fucking true though. It's like, we don't have your best interests at heart. We have Mike's best interests at heart. We don't know you. You came into the fold. We have been friends with Mike. And that's who we'll fucking defend. And that's the truth when it comes to friends, people. Hello, when you're going into like a relationship and you're going into like a friends group, they don't got loyalty to you. They have loyalty to the friend that they were they have been friends with. You are new. You may or may not come and go, but that friend, the the true friend is will be there. The new boyfriend or girlfriend that's coming along, like, what the fuck ever? Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the friend does not have loyalty to the new boyfriend or girlfriend. It's a hard fucking fact, everybody, but it's a true ass fucking fact. Just saying. I don't know. But. Uh, and, you know, Paul, you know. With Paulina being up there, Destiny is just like, you're so lucky that I did not say as much shit as, as what you had told me. I kept it fucking locked. And she's like, if anything, Mike, you should be saying thank you to me for me not telling everybody everything that Paulina has fucking told me. And in that moment, I feel like I saw Paulina's face being like, damn, like, yeah, I did tell her a lot of shit. And she's like, well, yeah, I was like drunk. And it's like, don't you dare. Don't you dare, Paulina, try to just blame it on you being like drunk whatever whatever sometimes for some people the truth true shit comes out when you're drunk and clearly for you paulina the true shit came out when you were drunk just saying just saying i'm annoyed with paulina so fucking much so fucking annoyed with her it's like it's gross it's just gross I don't know. Not telling her not to be with Mike. Like, if that's what she fucking wants, then do it. But at the very least, make that fucking man prove to you that he fucking deserves you. Because all he has done is prove that he does not. And you're like, okay, great. So let's go get a house then. Okay, great. Let's go get married so then I can be disappointed more. Because he's just proved to you that he will continue to disappoint you. Anyways, the part two of the reunion looks just as amazing as part one. And I can't wait, you guys. Cannot wait. So let's just get right into fucking Real Housewives of Potomac. This episode was called Gossip Girl. Which, I mean, clearly, because fucking Ashley can't keep my mouth shut, fucking uh, Darby, of course, had to fucking go and tell uh, Wendy that Giselle and her were chatting it up about seeing that possibly Eddie's been you know, cheating on fucking Zen Wen. 
And that did not go well, guys. Did not go well at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I'm going to get to that here in just a little bit. But I do just want to get to the fact that, um, so in the beginning of the episode, uh, we start with, you know, everybody's having breakfast, they're waking up. Um, I, I just want to say like Giselle and Robin remind me of me and my best friend. They really do because it's just like, they're so fucking close that it's like, yeah, you could say some, like something like maybe crazy, but we're not going to take it like offensively. Like we just know, like we're just being honest with each other or, you know, like, okay, whatever, bitch, like <laughs> fucking relax. Like, you know what I mean? Like we will call each other out, like whatever. And that is how I feel with Giselle and Robin. So when they're eating breakfast, Giselle like gets up and is like, Hey, like we got to have, a, we got a meeting. And Robin, of course, is like, okay, all right, well, where's our meeting at? You know, and just like gets up and starts following Giselle. And that is some shit that me and my friend would do also. Like, just like quickly, like, just like a quick, like code word or whatever. Be like, we got like a meeting and be like, okay, cool. Like, um, all right, I'm following you then, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that just like really cracked me up. But I really thought it was like very sweet that Giselle pulled Robin away from the other girls because it's not like a conversation that Giselle wants to have with everybody else because, you know, it's, you know, she just wants to talk to her friend. She wants to speak frankly to her friend and she doesn't need people piping in trying to tell her that she needs to dull it down or whatever because she knows that Robin doesn't take her, you know, that she know she knows that Robin knows that she's coming from a good place and that she's not trying to be mean to her. Um, but I think that it was good that they had that conversation because, <clears throat> because, you know, Giselle is right. Like, like, listen, like, I know like you're not doing great, but you have like this amazing business. You have things to get up for in the morning. Like you do. And, you know, you have this like finest husband that's just like telling you like, Hey, like, that's a big turnoff for me. Like you got to like switch things around. And we all know that clearly Robin loves one or they wouldn't be getting married twice. Um, but you know, so it's just like, you got to like be able to like, you know, you got to get up, you got to do these things. And I think that, you know, just Robin responds well to the tough love that Giselle gives her and other people don't respond well to it. And that's fine. That's fine. You guys. Um, Wendy, of course, is still on the fact that, you know, everybody cares, you know, that, you know, people are caring about what she's wearing. And it's like, listen, no, nobody cares about what the fuck you're wearing. It's just like, we saw conservative, I'm a fucking professor Wendy last year. And it's like, you came out of COVID a straight fucking thought. <laughs> and I don't mean that she is a thought you guys like, don't like take it like that serious. I'm just saying like, she came out like ready to play, which I love. So don't get that twisted either. I'm not trying to downgrade what the fuck Wendy is doing because I'm glad that she is out here feeling herself. I'm glad that she is out here trying trying different stuff and figuring out what works for her and what she likes and just discovering herself all over again after having children. I am not taking that away from her. I'm saying bravo, bravo to her, but understand that you are a new person that we are meeting this season. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I think the other ladies just clearly like, just thought like, okay, well, you know, this is just like who you are, but it's not, you know, and I, and I forgot that you, that I forgot that Wendy had a whole baby last season, you know, before she started that season, it was like her, her daughter was just a couple months old. So she was still, you know, kind of post, she was postpartum, you know, kind of just feeling, you know, getting her body back. So I'm not trying to say that Wendy should not be wearing what, you know, I'm not taking that away from her at all. I want her to wear whatever the fuck she wants to. I want her to figure out what she likes. Like, find yourself, girl. Do your thing. I just think that, and I think that Giselle and Robin were kind of coming from the same place that I'm coming from, but it did not come across the way that they wanted. <laughs> did not come across the way that they wanted. Um, the girls are doing fucking water aerobics, which blows my mind. You guys, I don't understand why they're doing water aerobics. It's fucking weird to watch a little bit. And those fucking shower caps are ginormous, ginormous. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Ashley's coming today to hang out with the ladies and kind of quickly check in on her. And, um, they show when she was having her placenta made into pills and that poor, poor cameraman, 
that poor cameraman that, that had to record that. Uh, he was gagging and stuff. He was just like, I'm, he's like, I'm so sorry. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So funny. So, so funny. Um, but that was really gross though. Like, I don't know why, like, did they have to do it in like her goddamn kitchen? Like, can't you like, don't they like do that shit like in the hospital? So it's like still fresh. Like, <laughs> why did it have to happen in the kitchen? Oh my goodness. So Ashley does eventually get to um, Williamsburg and, you know, gets to the house with the ladies and stuff like that. Karen tries to tell her about the events before. And I mean, she basically just like said that, like, basically Giselle had a loaded gun and just shots were fired. Everybody got it. You know, even her best friend. <laughs> and it's like, that's not, it's not what happened. It's just like, you guys know that like Giselle like you guys, like Giselle just doesn't have like some empathy sometimes. And she just says like, what's on her mind. She says what she's thinking. She says what she's feeling. And she has some tough love sometimes. And like I said before, it's great for some people, maybe not for others. You know, that's it. Like she's a straight fucking shooter. And some people just can't handle that. Karen, for instance, <laughs> Wendy, for instance, I don't know. I don't know, but but then also how Giselle made it sound like to fucking Ashley made it sound like, you know, everything was straight up fucking hunky dory and it wasn't. So both of them are just straight up, just telling some bullshit. <laughs> Nobody's getting like the real, real, you know, oh, my goodness. You know, so after water aerobics, everybody's going to, uh, going to lunch and, you know, uh, because uh, Giselle finds out from Ashley that, you know, Wendy was kind of offended about what was going on and that she had cried and stuff like that. And that was, you know, Ashley had found that out from Karen's tellings of the story. So a lot of telephone going on, shocker and awe, um, shock and awe. Uh, but so, you know, so of course Giselle is just like, I'm sorry, like, did I offend you? Like, that's not what I was like trying to do. It wasn't coming like from that place. And like, listen, like I felt like, and, and I don't know if this is just like the editing, you guys, but I felt like every time that Giselle was like trying to fucking explain herself, Wendy kept fucking cutting her the fuck off. So it wasn't like Giselle could not finish a goddamn sentence. And like, I, I mean, I get it. I, I do because I mean, I understand where Wendy was coming from because she felt like they're coming after her, you know, what she wanted to wear and who she is and yada, yada, yada. And so she was very defensive. So I understand that. But like, listen. Because maybe you don't have to be defensive. Just like hear what like hear what the fuck they're saying. And then after you hear what they have to say, if you're still fucking defensive, then keep going, bitch. Like you got this. Zen Wen. Remember? TikTok. <laughs> Zen Wen's got the time, everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness. And and at one point, Giselle, like, said to her when she was, like, cutting her off, like, she's like, listen, like, this is not, like, fucking, like, CNN. Like, we're not, like, in, like, a debate. Like, let me, like, say something. And I, the way that, the way that Wendy kind of shut down, it makes me feel like that's not the first time that she's heard something like that. Um, So, which says to me that that's typically how she kind of, like, deals with stuff. Um, or, you know, how she has... um like banta or just kind of like heated conversations, she kind of will just like talk over. And it's just like, listen, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. But also entertained. So it's working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and then Mia chimes in and was like saying like, you know, like, um, you know, typically like I would view if somebody's like dressing like more, you know, sultry and sexy, you know, I would view that as, you know, somebody that, you know, maybe is having like a hard time at home. And fucking Candace said she was a lady of the night. So what is she talking about? <laughs> but then Candace also had to fucking call her out about her fucking big feet again. And Candace, like, you got to stop. Okay. Leave the big feet alone. All right, it's rude. I don't like it. Who cares if she has big feet? Let it be. Okay? Shut the fuck up about it. And then, of course, the fucking, the fucking uh, cameramen zoom in 
or the producers and editing zoomed in on fucking Mia's feet. I was rude, you guys. Fucking rude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so after the lunch, we get to the whiskey tasting, you guys. Uh, I'm not a whiskey person, but that whiskey tasting made me want to try fucking, made me want to do a whiskey tasting. Um, it just seemed like, it just looked like it was a lot of fun. I don't know. I was just like, oh, but I don't like whiskey. So maybe not. <laughs> I should, I want to do like a tequila tasting terribly. I love tequila. That would be a fucking blast. Um, Robin fucking downed her like flight of whiskey, like within a matter of moments. I mean, she was drunk y'all a drunky pants quick, 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 quick. <laughs> But I don't really feel like we get to see like Robin like drunk super often. So I was like, I'm on board. I'm on board. And like that poor man that was doing the whiskey tasting. I mean, he lost them quick, quick. I mean, only like, I think maybe he got to tell them like about two whiskeys and then they were out of there, you know, like just, it, it was, you know, straight ADHD. Everybody's just like all over the fucking place. Oh, goodness. And so or not Robin, I'm sorry. Ashley's getting ready to leave soon and go back to, the, to go back to the babies. And so she decides that she wants to pull Wendy to the side. And I mean, I know that this was like Giselle and Ashley's like plan to do, but like guys, like how do we not think that this was going to go south after that conversation at lunch? Not the time. So of course, like, and how Ashley like kind of like approached it she was just like, well, you know, I just wanted to like check in about like, you know, how you feel about like the stuff that's like going on in the blogs. And if like, maybe that's why you're dressing the way that you are, you know, just to like make people feel like everything's great. And it's like, what? Ashley straight diarrhea of the mouth, my girl. And like, that was not the approach to take with that. Like, you could have just been like, hey, like, I just wanted to check in with you. Like, I've seen some stuff on like blogs. I don't believe it's going on, but I just wanted to make sure that you like you're doing okay with it. Wow. Wow, was that so hard? <laughs> and that was off the fly. <laughs> no uh no practice necessary. But you know that's just me. But Wendy fucking lost it, you guys. Lost it. And Wendy was going the fuck in. Going in on Ashley and fucking Giselle. And she's like, I don't give a fuck about these cameras. Don't mess with my fucking family. Like, I don't give a shit. And like, watch the fuck out, y'all. Like, and fucking Giselle was just like, what? Like, what did you say to her? Like, you told her that I didn't believe it, right? Like, I don't believe that this is like happening. But again, came down to like, Wendy is fucking pissed. She doesn't have shit the fuck to say um to Giselle. She just wants to go the fuck off. She wants to tear people's head off. And so she doesn't care about what Giselle has to say at all. So much so that like at one point Giselle is just like, I'm just gonna sit here and just like not say anything. And I'm and I like was just like Giselle, that's probably for the best. It's probably like because you're not gonna get a word in edgewise. She's not gonna listen to what the fuck you have to say. She is on like, you know, like we are like code like code red right now like she can't take she cannot take in anything that you are fucking saying and i have been angry like that also like it doesn't matter what the fuck somebody says like i don't give a shit like whatever you have to say is not going to fucking resonate in my brain right now i'm too fucking pissed off like shut the fuck up so <laughs> so i get like i get wendy 100 and i think it was for the best that giselle didn't like try to like meet her at that level either she just was like i'm just gonna like shut it down but then you got fucking drunk fucking robin over there <laughs> And, and I don't know why fucking, and maybe she was just, unfortunately, Robin was in the line of fire because Robin was just like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on? And so, and then that's when Wendy was like, please don't act like your fucking friend didn't fucking tell you, didn't talk to you about this also. And Robin's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> And it's like, listen, Wendy, she doesn't know what you're talking about. She really doesn't. Like, she really doesn't. But of course, Wendy fucking went in on fucking one. <laughs> and, and, and talked shit about them, like not getting married and yada, yada, yada. And that's when um, 
you know, Wendy told her to go fuck herself and <laughs> fucking Robin like just like flipped her off and was like, yeah, I will go fuck myself. And she's like, yeah, you will go fuck yourself just like that alone. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> like, God damn. Because <laughs> you're never getting married. Like it was wild. Like Wendy is ruthless, ruthless and quick. Witty, quick, ruthless, a crazy ass fucking combination. And honestly, when you got that combo, like you got to like, what, like you got to watch out, like don't piss them off because like they will fucking take you down in a heartbeat, take you down with them words. <laughs> At one point, fucking Karen bowed her head down <laughs> and I was just like, oh shit, Karen must be doing a prayer real quick. Like <laughs> this is not good. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. At one point though, I almost forgot about this. At one point, uh, Wendy, and she's talking about Giselle and she's like, you're living the life you're living is God paying you back for all the bad shit that you have done. And I was like, Ooh, damn y'all. Like I've never heard somebody say some shit like that. And I was like, Ooh, that's like cut to the core. Like, wowza. Like like a read of all reads. Like, oof. Rough stuff. <laughs> like towards the end of it, um, first, before I even get to this part, <laughs> Candace meets up with Ashley because Ashley's like, well, I got to go, guys. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks, Ashley. Everybody's just like, yeah, thanks, Ashley, for fucking coming by. You fucking dropped a bomb and then you fucking out of here. But um, Candace tells her, get your fucking milk and just get out. It's just like, when was the last time you heard some shit like that? Get your milk and get out. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. So, so funny. I wish she would have told her to get her breast milk and get out. That would have been even better. Um, but towards the end of the episode, Karen, you know, in her confessional is just like, yeah, all of us knew about the blog, but of course, only one of us decided to say it. <laughs> It's like, yes, you all know Giselle can't help herself. Word on the street, Bryant could not help herself. She has to tell the people what she heard on the street. That's that's all she can do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it looks like next week, um, it looks like uh, Giselle tries to talk to um, Wendy about the whole situation and hopefully she can kind of clarify some things when things are a little bit more calm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't know how they're like, their friendship seems a little fractured um, from like the jump even before that happened. So I don't know if they're going to be like, okay, but they may be like cordial. Um, I'm not a fan of fucking Wendy and Karen though. Meh. I don't know. I don't like it. I like Karen, you guys. I do. <sighs> But I like Giselle and Robin better. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> so, but anyways, I love them all, you guys. They all bring different things. And that's the thing. Like, I love the cast right now for uh, Potomac. Um, Mia seems like she is, you know, happy to jump in on the shit-talking train. And she's going to be, unfortunately, um, she's going to realize real quick that's not going to work with old uh, Giselle word on the street, Bryant. Um, so, you know. And yeah, so, and Robbie and, and Robin sleepy eyed Dixon, it's not going to work out. So, you know, but I, but I do like the class. I do like the cast this season um, quite a lot. I don't really feel like a scholar. I mean, it, it, she's just like a warm body there. I don't think she's bringing anything to the table whatsoever. And so I don't know, again, I think I may have mentioned this in previous episodes. I don't know if a scholar is there just because uh, they knew that, Ashley would not be able to film as often since she just had the baby uh, or what exactly. But like, I, I almost just like, feel like, like let a scholar go. Like she's literally not bringing anything. You guys, everybody else is doing great. I really am liking Mia this season. Um, but yeah, I'm loving the cast, loving the cast. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I know this is probably going to be a little bit of a longer episode today, guys. So my apologies. I also kind of rushed through it as well. So sorry if I was talking a little bit fast or, and sorry if there are some things that I missed. And if I did miss something, you guys, uh, jump on that IG page, give me more reality and, um, let me know, or you can email me at give me more reality at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think.
Again, I appreciate whoever is out there listening. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. I really appreciate it. Again, I'm never going to stop saying that because at the, at the end of the day, you all don't have to listen to me. So, and there's a 15 million fucking podcasts out there. So the fact that you chose mine to listen to means the world to me. So I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, if you follow the IG page, you'll know when I'm posting new episodes. Um, and also, like I said, I may do a mini episode. I may not. I don't know. It just depends on what I have time for this week. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But I hope everybody, like I said, hope you all have a great week. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. This has been Give Me More Reality. Thank you guys.